You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. All right, look out now. Here we come. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode number 11, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. And we really appreciate everybody running out and saying cool things about us online. In fact, check out Tagger. He said, I'm so glad that the Ron and Don Show is back. I can only hope they eventually do more than one show a week. Tagger, I want you to know. His name is Tagger? T-A-G-E-R? It's Tagger. I, I like want that you name. to know one of our advertisers uh, that we advertise with for years has reached out to us. And if they jump on board, that may just happen. Eddie says, Ron and Don, I'm so happy that you guys are back. I'm hopeful that you'll start doing more episodes, more than just one a week when it drops on Monday. But I saved the show for Monday and for my afternoon commute. Eddie, thanks for that. Micah says, I love these guys. And I will follow them forever. Nice. How about that? Forever is a very long time. Katie says, welcome back, Ron and Dom. Laughs, candid commentary, sage wisdom. Where's the sage wisdom come from on this? I've never heard us with any kind of sage wisdom. (laughs) Uh, Glad to have you guys uh, back. And you've jumped from my radio now to my podcast app. Give Cause Radio a try, everybody. These guys are amazing. There's all kinds of ways that you can listen to the Ron and Don Show now, right? Absolutely. Uh, podcast uh, apps everywhere. Apple's by far our, our biggest. And then uh, Anchor FM that hosts the show. And we do ads for them. They've been absolutely phenomenal. So you can find us on either of those places. You can also find us on YouTube. I, I edit up the show, add some graphics, uh, throw it on YouTube. So that's that's available right now. And in terms of Cause Radio and helping out the uh, community, I put our order in. We did, we did a Ron and Don poll nice. that I sent out to the newsletter. Yeah. We crashed the polling service because I didn't know we had to pay uh, to get the more subscribers, so we maxed out on that. <laughs> but the voters said... What did they say? That, uh, I said, what should our next Ron and Don merch be? Because we had the T-shirt. We still have the T-shirt. For Charlie's Dinosaur. It's helping cops help kids. Buy the Ron and Don Nation T-shirt. Take a picture somewhere in the world. Send it to us, and uh, we'll put it up on the newsletter. So I said, do we want a double-walled water bottle, the metal water bottle? Do we want a coffee tumbler, or do we want a dog bandana? Every time I see it written, it looks like a dog banana, but that's another story. Yeah. Uh, the votes came in. People voted for dog bandana. So the dog bandanas have been ordered. Uh, we should get them. Uh, our, our guy, our T-shirt guy and merchandise guy, Russ, says that it probably takes about a week to turn those around. Yeah. We're going to get – I didn't I, – I almost didn't knew this. He said, do you want half yippy dog size hmm. and half real dog size? Okay. And I said, well, maybe we should just go all – real dog sized and he's like i don't know people like their that's yippy dogs that's a mistake they do. and i was like ah. yeah i don's a big dog guy i'm a big dog guy but i went half I'm little not a big team. dog guy my dog weighs only like 27 pounds he's it's a almost, big dog though and, it, and he's not a little yippy we yip, yip, just yip, went dog. camping he's not fixed and we saw his banana a lot <laughs> i'm just telling you it was unbelievable i kind of get to that in a moment but any anyways if you want to get the uh, so those will be out soon we'll, those, we'll drop an email when that comes yeah, out yeah and uh we're gonna take some of the proceeds and uh, help some animal rescue uh, folks here uh, locally 
in the great Pacific Northwest. Have you, have, you, have you been camping this year? My son is nine, and we just went on our, our first... Overnight or day trip? We, we went on our first camping trip overnight. Okay, I've trailered. not been overnighting. And I, ha- I haven't trailered uh, since I was a oh, little boy. you guys boy. take like a pop-up? Yeah, when I was a little... No, just nobody has pop-ups anymore. So really? you, you haven't trailered either. No, there is I have a not lot trailered. of great gear out there in the woods. And what I've found is you take all the comforts from home... You drag them out into the woods. Right. That's my kind of camping. And then you do the same stuff you would do at home, but you do it in smaller spaces in the rain. Exactly. And in misery. Is, of course. Is what you do. Not a lot of super fit people that are out there uh, camping. I have to, because you spend most of the time just sitting around you, during the you, day. You light things on fire. A lot, not during the day. Oh, not during the day. Of course uh, not. Not the campground that I was at up in Snohomish County. You wear a lot of camo. Everybody had camo on. Okay. You have a, a Seahawk uh, hat on. Everybody has a Seahawk hat. And then you have dogs in crates uh, everywhere. You, you bring your dogs, but they're in crates. Okay. And then there's rules everywhere at Sleepy Hollow uh, Campground. And then if you break any of these rules, it lets you know, number one, these aren't all the rules. And there were 24 rules that they wrote up. That's on. a lot of rules. Yeah. And then they said, these aren't all the rules. To get all the rules, you can jump online. and look. But when you're camping, you're not supposed to be online. Right. You're everybody's supposed to be on, camping. Everybody's online. Were there uh, s'mores involved? Every kind of thing that you do at the campground is, is a direct misdemeanor. So if you, I was told twice my dog wasn't on a leash and they're like you know we had and a guy just appears and, and it says parks he's not really a park ranger and in fact i think he was over cutting some of the blackberry bushes he's a 16 year old kid he shows up he has a hat on that says parks and then he explained to me that there were two dog attacks in the sleepy hollow park up in snohomish county last week and that my dog was supposed to be on a leash the thing is my dog is always on a leash always it's uh, it, how i get it i'm not always holding the leash Okay, I'm so he's always, on a leash. The leash is unheld. I don't always hold it's the a leash. Technicality. Really. I don't always hold the leash, but so I don't feel. I don't feel like I was committing a misdemeanor. Uh, I think with, maybe the rules should be more clear. Dog should be on a leash, and the leash no should be held. No discharging firearms. That the, seems fair. That seemed like a good one. That seems fair. That was rule number six. I'm like, I'm with you on that. I think maybe they should move that one up. This seemed number, rule number one. There is no alcohol. Uh, hmm. in the park that's interesting there is no smoking in the park that one i, I agree with i saw with. that rule being broke a lot there's no vaping in the park and i didn't have to grow up with these rules. there was no vaping when i was eight years old there, there was, was no vaping channel lake uh, uh, campground when i was a little kid and then on top no uh no marijuana there right, is, that makes sense there's no marijuana uh, in the park you can't well, you, you shouldn't can, smoke things around forest fires. yeah so you're not supposed to then if you take a, a, a shower, like if you double token and you take too long of a shower, you get in big trouble for that. That is a misdemeanor. Is like community showers? Uh, well, everybody's self-contained. So right. nobody's really in there. Like in the morning, you usually get your shave kit and you go to the- Shave kit. You, you do. You get your shave kit out and, and, and Gunner's here. You know what I'm talking about. And then you go to the showers, but no one's showering because everyone's in the trailer. And then at night, I thought- it, this is what I thought. Night one. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get the get fiddle out. I get my get my guitar. Of course. When that, you're camping, you know, though, it's the get fiddle, right? My son knows what I'm talking about. I had the get fiddle out. I build a fire, and then I'm looking around. Nobody else has a fire. Nobody, and, and I'm thinking, you, you know. Do you go teepee, or do you do the, the log, log cabin stack? did log stack. cabin. Log cabin's a good fire. my son's little friend, uh, Brooke, was there. She helped us uh, build this log cabin. We get the fire going, and, and we didn't know there was a no-burn ban. We didn't. Uh, and, and, Is there a burn ban right now? I think there was, and, and maybe. Okay, the, if you can't build a fire on a camping trip, yeah. then what's the point? So, so anyway, we're there, and it's my son's first camping trip. I'm like, you know what we're going to do? Let's get out the, the hot dogs. So we, we're, we're making the hot dogs. 
We're getting ready to make some oars. We're having a great time. I have the get fiddle going. We're playing Mama Don't Lao. Everybody has an instrument. And I think you were on the, were you on the spoons or the, you were on the Tupperware bowl, right? He's on, that's right. He was on the frying pan. Oh, the frying pan's always a good Brooke instrument. Brooke was on the, I think she was on the spoons. Her mom was on the salad bowl. Everybody had an instrument. And we were having a ball. And we're singing, Mama Don't Allow No Music playing here. And then Mama Don't Allow No Fry Pan playing here. And then the fry pan gets a solo. Of course, I've done the we song. We are in the middle of this solo. My son has his hot dog in his hand. And I'm like, you know what? This may be the greatest camping trip that we have. Been. And it's the only camping trip we've but ever it been. But is, is among the greatest. I am camping. I am camping my hair off, and I wasn't sure if I went out in the woods, could I still camp? Because I haven't camped since I was eight, nine years old. And back then, you pull in the Coachman trailer. Dad gets out two garbage cans. One garbage can, you fill up with beer and ice. And then the second garbage can is where all the, the beer, cans, cans go. beer cans go. You leave the truck attached to the trailer because my dad's a truck driver. You never know when you're going to have to leave and break camp, right? And then on top of that, my brother and I, our job was to put all the jacks under the trailer, jack it up. And then we were never allowed in the trailer. We weren't, my brother and I, we weren't allowed to sleep in so there. So you had a tent by the we trailer? Yeah, we were allowed in the tent or we could sleep in the truck with the dog. But we were, so I don't even know what sleeping in a trailer was. And we went coast to coast. We went in every single state. We had a picture of the United States of America. And then you fill it in. You fill in the state that you were just in. And my dad was really into it. So we would drive sometimes 9, 10, 11. We would never have an opportunity to build a fire, sit around the fire, actually camp. Because we were always, the truck driver in him we were always driving back to back to our camp and i'm looking around nobody's doing what we're doing nobody had and by the way rule number seven if you have a musical instrument and i'm not kidding you ron if you have a musical instrument at sleepy hollow up at snow homage if it's being played too loud and another camper complains that's a misdemeanor hmm. you that that is a, that is that is a misdemeanor that's like that that is like uh firing a firearm did you get shut down up here it's like i didn't uh i think everybody was really enjoying the music in the park anyway we're sitting hey g-force what pulls up what pulled up the ice cream. We're in the middle of camping, and all of a sudden, an ice cream man pulls up. Bells are going. That's off. a smart ice cream man. No, and I'm like, what is going? What's that? We just got our hot dogs. Anyway, he. I look at him. He looks at me, and I'm like, we're not doing this because we're not. We're not city folk. We're out. We're campers. We're roughing it. We're camping right now, and we're just gonna let that ice cream truck go. Anyway, he looks over at me. He grabs the dog. He takes his hot dog. What did you do with your hot dog? He launches it into the fire. He's done, now done with the hot dog. It's ice cream time. He runs to the ice cream truck, and the ice cream guy has every, he, he said he has more flavors than anyone in the state of Washington. And sure enough, he went over to this friend, Brooke. They were at the ice cream truck for almost three hours trying to figure out what they were going to have. And then and then that was it. That was, that was our, and then we woke up in the pouring rain. And then we came home. That sounds like a great trip, actually. So it was a really, really uh, great time. I only got yelled at twice. I think I committed six misdemeanors. Uh, and and now I'm back, and I'm recording this podcast. And I went almost 24 hours without going to a Starbucks. <laughs> it's the Ron and Dodd Show on the Ron and Dodd Radio Network, everybody!
Help cops help kids. Go to ronanddon.com right now and buy a t-shirt. And $5 from every t-shirt sale will help kids like me. It's called Charlie's Dinosaur. All right, George Wright, so happy they are back. I love the Ron and Don show. I feel like I am back in touch with old friends. And George, we feel that way too. We really do. And he said he particularly likes the podcast format because he doesn't have to sit through nine hours of commercials. I don't know if our commercial breaks were nine hours, but <laughs> certainly getting pretty long. So, George, welcome. If you want to help us stay on the air and actually do more podcasts, in fact, we've been talking to a couple important advertisers that may jump on with us. And if they do, that would allow us to do more episodes per week. And the way that you rank the show, like a lot of you have done, you've given us five stars, you've left a comment, that really helps us too. It does it? help, and it helps when you share it on your socials when an episode comes out and so that more people can find it. I, I still run into people every single week that didn't know that we're back and they don't. Uh, they were listeners on the radio and now they're, they're glad. And uh, once they figure out how to use a podcast, it's been really great. So if you help us share that, you can also, you individually can help sponsor the show uh, by going to anchor.fm and then just uh, sponsoring the show. There. Yeah, Susie says uh, the boys are back. This is awesome. It's great to have you guys back. Can we do more than one episode a week? And again, uh, a couple of our old advertisers have reached out to us. We didn't reach out to them. They reached out to us and they want to jump on and maybe be a part of something bigger than ourselves because it costs money to do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, we are licensed realtors now with Windermere. Congratulations to you. Did you you brought the buyer? For a grocery store this week, right? I'm, I'm trying. We're we're about to do an offer uh, this week, and so yeah, it's been it's been pretty. It's been a wild week. I don't want to get too far out over my skis because it's not it's yeah. not done yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been. I've been working real hard. To I put wanted some deals to together. buy that grocery store. It's pretty. It's an interesting piece of property. So anyway, if you need some help buying, selling, investing, maybe you're a first time buyer. Uh, maybe you're a first responder. We help a lot of first responders or first-time buys or investing in real estate. Because a lot of times when you sit there and you make anywhere between a buck twenty and a buck ninety a year, which a lot of first responders do, sometimes you end up paying forty percent in taxes. And it's one of the reasons why you want to invest in great real estate. Now, I'm not talking about flipping, I'm talking about buying holding that great real estate, especially now in the shadow of tech here in Seattle, Tacoma, Fife, and Fremont. So reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com. I'm Don O'Neill at windermere.com. Everything is at Ron and Don. Uh, com. I think you're really going to like these. I want to introduce you to John and Dan. We're Ron and Don. Let me introduce you to John and Dan. All right, I'm ready. So John and Dan, they don't live in Seattle. They live in another city that also has the uh, the two uh, uh, rideshare companies there. So Lime Bike yeah. and then Bird. We have Spin. They have Bird and Lime. And so they're just like you and I kind of. They go around. They see these bicycles everywhere. Have you used one with the battery? I've used one with a battery. They, they are handy Is that when a you need one. Cause, cause totally one, different experience. Because we first had the bikes you here and you had to dock them. Nobody used them. And now it seems like with the batteries, and, and I have a lot of people that come stay at my Airbnbs. And the batteries are a game changer. I see the, those bikes now parked outside my Airbnb. Except when they don't charge them and then it disables the bike. Who has to charge the battery? They have to pick them up and charge them. And so if you go to a bike, okay. I, I was out uh, late a couple of weeks ago and I needed a bike. Yeah. And then the first three that I went to said it's not charged. You can't unlock that bike. You're never out late. You're usually in bed by 9 o'clock. You're, you're a morning ninja. Now. It was 6.30 at night. 
night, so that was that way for me. <laughs> so let me tell you about John and Dan. So okay. John and Dan, they see all these bikes around the neighborhood, yeah. and it, they're getting frustrated because they're getting left in trees, they're in bushes, they're on people's yards, private businesses, they're stuck in the in the doorways, all over the place. It's just artwork. Man. And so here's the thing: John actually has a background uh, in one of his jobs back in the day. He was a repo man. Okay. And so he meets Dan, and he notices that Dan, a lot like you, Dan doesn't have a garbage truck named Bubba. He has a flatbed truck. Oh, he does. So a light bulb goes off over these guys' heads. And they go, you know what? Private property is private property. Am I right? Mm. And uh, they agree on that. Unless it's Seattle, because the city of Seattle likes to tell you what you can do with your private property. So So here's their their, uh, business model. Seven days a week, 12 hours a day. John and Dan go around and they repossess line bikes. They repossess bird bikes. If they're parked on private property, if they, uh, if a business owner complains, because uh, the word is getting out now, they repossess the bike just like uh, Dan used to repossess cars. He used to repossess property That's for brilliant. loan owners. Wow. They take them. That's brilliant. They store them. They do. And then they send a letter to Bird or to Lime and they say, we have your bike. It has been repossessed because it violated uh, city ordinance. Wow. And uh, you can get your bike out of pawn, basically, out of repossession for paying a fee, just like a tow truck. You pay a fee, you pay the processing fee, and then we will release your property back to you. And so you can imagine they're doing this 12 hours a day, seven days a week. (laughs) They throw them on the flatbed, unload them. They are the gangsters of bicycles. Yeah, you talk talk about a side hustle. This isn't even a side hustle. This This, is incredible. This is is the hustle. This is the hustle. And so you can imagine Bird, (laughs) which is valued at $2.5 billion, and Lime Bike, which is at $2.4 Four billion. Mm. They are not happy about this. Yeah. And so John and Dan, you want to guess at how many uh, of these bikes and scooters they've repossessed? You know, I wondered who would find the loophole in this, and it seems like they have found a loophole. This is this is brilliant. Hey, is John it, and Dan have impounded. This is just ten thousand wow. three hundred and sixty uh, uh, bicycles and scooters. Yeah. And what they're trying to do, they're hoping. That this actually goes to court. They want to get sued because they want to actually take these companies to court and say, okay, define your business model. You're making money. Mm -hmm. uh, You're connected to everybody's phone. The credit card's already in there. And the the hidden cost of this, which is parking on my property, which is blocking my entryway to my business, which is getting thrown into the lake. Uh, We see that all the time. Thrown into the slough, thrown into the trees. Uh, uh, it, it's it's clogged up your sidewalk. You had a situation where people just left a bike in front of uh, one of your houses, and they just left it there for like three weeks. Well, they left those co- hidden costs. They left a couple of bikes, and you can't move. You, if, you if can't you, move. It's if locked. You, if you the wanna, wheel is locked. Yeah, if you want to move them off your property, and I did that. I'm like, I want to take this bike and move it next door to Kevin and Emily's or over to Matt's house or just one of my neighbors so I don't have to deal with it, so they can deal the with it. The wheel's locked. Because that's what kind of neighbor I am. Correct. I'm going to take the junk in front of my house, and I'm going to put it in front of your house and you physically have to pick it up and because of these batteries on these bikes now ron they are a lot heavier than an average bike so you can't just pick them up and and again to your point it's a great point if you try to push it it's locked you can't it's like a motorcycle you can't push it so the hidden cost of the community is huge and so their company is called scoot scoop (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they are picking up scooters and bicycles. They are. I think it's such a great idea yeah. because it is super annoying. So what do you? What do you? Th- what do you? What do you? I think that the, 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 I would happen. love to see the courts define. Yeah. 
Uh, the city of Seattle basically came in and said, we're going to allow these independent companies that are for-profit companies to use your property and put their for bikes, the community good. Put their bikes anywhere they want. Is what they're to. saying. And yeah. so as a, we didn't, I didn't never get a vote on that. Sidewalks aren't your property, though. Although, they're not, but the, although, these things don't although, always end up on a, in proper parking. Although you're in charge of taking care of the sidewalk in front of your house. So, if so this is what's amazing about sidewalks. Let's say there's a little earthquake, like the Nisqually earthquake, and your sidewalk goes cattywampus, and somebody is, is on one of these bikes, and they're going down the sidewalk. And they crash, and let's say they get a concussion or something worse, and they end up going to the hospital, or somebody trips on the sidewalk. They can turn around. They can turn around, or let's say that you were doing some construction and something happened with the sidewalk. And they can sue the homeowner. And it's the homeowner's job to pick that sidewalk. In fact, to fix the sidewalk, I mean, and then everything to the curb. But... The city, like in Seattle, they control everything on both sides of the sidewalk and then all the way to the curb. It's, I think more than 10,000 of these have been parked on private property, though. Oh, so absolutely. I, I, I applaud these yeah. guys. I, I hope s- it goes to court because this will establish then yeah. what are the rights of the homeowner and the business owner yeah. when the city allows something that infringes yeah. on your personal property. I think it's great to have the bikes, though, and I think it's been I helpful. I think it's a net, net plus, but there does is. need yeah. to be, yeah. the, you know, maybe some of the profits from these things, if you're a, a multi-billion dollar company, yeah. goes back to the yeah. impact, the hidden cost of, of the company. Like my favorite urban park here in Seattle if you're living some other place in the country, there's an old fort called Fort Lawton. And between World War I and World War II, there's over a million soldiers that went through that fort. And there's a big parade ground. There's also a lighthouse, North Beach, South Beach. You can run out to this beach. You can look back toward the city. Uh, you can watch all the ships coming in for commerce. It's really an amazing park to go to. And again, our biggest urban park. What is happening now, we've been able to keep a lot of the tenters and the homeless out of this particular park. But you have a lot of people that will ride these bikes one way. Then they'll go down to the lighthouse or they'll explore Fort Lawton. And then when they decide, sun's going down, I don't want to ride that bike back to the city. Then they call an Uber. <laughs> they leave the bike behind and they Uber out of there. And then those bikes are just scattered all over Discovery Park. Some are there. I've marked them and they're there for weeks. And my understanding was these companies were immediately supposed to come get them. And they, 24 hours. And they don't come down. No. A lot of times they just sit there. So I applaud these guys. I'm going to be, I'm going to follow what happens to Scoot Scoop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we really appreciate you. All the five stars that I'm looking at, Ron. What is a five-star rating on the Ron and Don Show? How can you help us and, uh, and give us a five-star yeah, rating? Basically on uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. You can rate and review a show and share it. That would really help us if you uh, give us a rating and the feedback. And thanks to everybody. We have like 12 pages I printed out. For you. Yeah, Heidi says uh, they are back. Thank you, Ron and Don, for finding a way to keep your voice in our stores alive. We have missed you. And you know what, Heidi? We have missed you too. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode 11, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. The uh, Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don uh, Radio Network. Don't forget, cops helping kids. We want to help cops. Kids. It's called Charlie's Dinosaur. You can find out more at ronanddon.com. And we're getting ready. 
to hand over hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars to the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. And give that money to a bunch of cops so they can go out and buy backpacks as kids are going back to school. Some of them go back to school without backpacks. And even if they had backpacks, those backpacks would be empty. And so this is a way to send those kids back to school with supplies they need just so that they're like every other kid. And also, it creates a special relationship. And that really is what the world needs now, especially between cops in kids. So if you want to be a part of that, buy a Ron and Don Nation t-shirt. And Five send us a picture of you around. I love yeah. getting the pictures of people in their uh, Nation t-shirts. Yeah, $5 uh, goes towards Charlie's Dinosaur of every t-shirt that we sell. And like my son is sitting here as we're recording on a Sunday. And we went out and we bought a brand new princess backpack for him. And he loves it, don't you? The brand new princess? Disney princess? I got it. We were in the backpack aisle. And I started pointing out some of the princess backpacks, and you didn't appreciate that. But we, we found a great backpack for him. But there's some parents out there that, that can't afford and buy that backpack. So we want to we wanna help them as kids are getting ready to head back to school. And then also, you notice Charlie is not here? Yeah, what happened to Charlie? He's here. He went camping, though. Mm, and, did he find something to roll in? Well, boy, did he go camping. And so he is in his little crate in my truck right now. The window's cracked. It's only 68 degrees outside, so I think he'll be okay. Uh, but he is, he smells a little bit, doesn't he, Bubba? He smells like poop. He there, I don't, did you hear that? I did. He smells like poop. He smells like, uh, well, dogs like to roll in poop. He is a dog that loves, he, he smells like poop. We'll just leave it at that. I had a dog that was was On the way there, he was sitting next to Bubba when we were, when we were going to the campsite. And then on the way back, we thought, Wow. It, there's a uh, explosion well, of poop. Both of you guys have world class noses too, so that's even worse for you. I have a horrible nose. Yeah, you're a good smeller, G, and so that has to be horrible driving with a poopy dog. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this I story, know. I think, is going to help a lot of people. All right, and I read it, it's in the Wall Street Journal uh, this week, and the headline is "Anxiety Looks Different in Men." Hmm. And so they've they've been doing some studies on mental health uh, with men, and they say, so picture in your mind right now. One of the biggest jerk slash a-holes that you've ever known. Okay. And most of the time, hey, it's Hey, why man, is everyone in the room looking at me? I'm just saying. Baba, put your finger down. Why are you pointing at me? Rob, <laughs> so, put your finger down. What's going when on you, When you conjure this, this man, usually the character traits you associate with that person is uh, anger, like quick mood swings, hair, hair, hair trigger anger, yeah. uh, and the alcohol use. Yeah. Being uh, abusive mm. uh, verbally or even physically, yeah. uh, and you you and being a bully. Mm. So, like those sort of suite of character traits are what we're talking about. Now they believe uh, uh, scientists and and people that work in the mental health field that many times what you're dealing with in a man is undiagnosed anxiety. Mm. And so they go through in this article and they explain how they think this works. But pretty much, if I can summarize, this that men, of course, are uh, are socialized differently than women. And so if a woman is anxious, most of the time they can just go, well, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety right now. They're more in touch with their emotions. They can talk to their friend or their mom or their family and just go, I'm really nervous. I'm really anxious. And it expresses itself in what we think of as the classic anxiety ways. Maybe they're hand-wringing or they're worry warts. Uh, they're these typical things that you would associate with anxiety. And then you say, oh, that woman's anxious. With a man, 
you're just socialized different where you're not they, many men feel like they're not allowed to express those emotions or to say that they're anxious or to say that they're worried because you feel this pressure to have everything under control and so it seeps out into these other other areas so they become angry they will turn to drink they will turn to these other behaviors and what really is going on is underneath all that is maybe like undiagnosed anxiety disorder and so this article goes through and it talks about when these men get treatment for the anxiety that a lot of times they can just get the alcohol under control. A lot of times when they're treated for the anxiety, the anger issues become, uh, they just go away mm. because those are just the symptoms of what's really going on and, and they haven't really cracked this code. So they say, uh, the story is, uh, f- goes around men that have gone to cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, which is uh, one type of therapy. Which is you and me. But they also say, yeah. this I thought was interesting. Together. If you're, if you're dealing with someone that you think has anxiety and has these behaviors, the, the worst thing you can do is to give them an ultimatum to change. Hmm. So if you're their loved one and you say that this is it, I'm going to give you an ultimatum, that's going to backfire on you. Number two is don't label them as having anxiety disorder that that will trigger it and make them feel ashamed and make them withdraw even more so the they say the thing you should do is say these things that you're doing are causing me distress when you drink and uh, get violent or when you drink and get abusive or when your uh, uh, temper flares up for no apparent reason that's causing me distress and then to be compassionate to them and a therapist they talk about some of these well, therapists you, in you're there. not I, i'm going to jump in there you're not going to be compassionate towards someone that's abusive no correct no no so, compassionate so, towards them as a human being not compassionate not put up with the behavior necessarily no but yeah i mean there there are people that are i think we have to be really careful there there, there are too many sure. people that are too, no you, that's a good point too compassionate that's a very good toward point. abusive and you 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 yeah when somebody crosses that boundary that's that that's, yeah, that's what, fair that's yeah, fair i may have yeah. mischaracterized that yeah. but i found it really interesting because i never thought of it in those terms because i you know, I've had anxiety attacks, especially when I was going through my divorce. I know that when your sister was having really bad health issues, you had some anxiety attacks. And so we talked about that. So I never felt ashamed to bring it up. Mm-hmm. That it's like, wow, I felt I felt like I had a, an elephant stepping on my chest most of the day. Yeah, and, and I had problems breathing, I had problems sleeping. And so I needed to figure something out. But I can imagine... Uh, a world where if I was ashamed of that and felt like I wasn't allowed to talk about it, that I, it would have been very easy for me to reach for a drink every night. I, yeah. That would have been my thing. I would have, I, I never went down that road because I knew it would be a problem for me, but it would have been easy to just grab a, you know, oh, I'm going to make a couple cocktails at night, take the edge off, quote unquote. And I'm glad I didn't go that route because I had someone that I could talk to and just say, yeah, I'm having, I have anxiety. How do we have those conversations though? Because with some of my best guy friends, I try to have those conversations sometimes, and they're really uncomfortable for them. But these are guy friends that are there no matter what, and that's how they show their love and their compassion. They they would never tell you that they love you, and they never necessarily hug you, but you know that they have your back. You know it. Like, I, I know these men have my back. I really do. But when you try to have discussions about the, what we're even talking about right now, I can have that discussion with a lot of my female friends, not with a lot of my guy friends. And even at our former jobs, I remember a boss who is uh, just left the radio station. I remember going and having a cup of coffee with him, and he sat down with me and said, hey, nobody wants to hear about this journey you're on. Uh, nobody, people tune in, and they want to laugh. 
people tune into the Ron and Don show and they want to have a good time. Uh, they don't want to hear about your anxiety or the fact that you stopped drinking or you're on a better diet. He says, I don't want to hear about any more of your trail runs. Every time I tune in, you're talking about, I don't want to hear about that. And this was coming from a man. Uh, what do you, what do you think that is? And how do we, how do we, cause I agree with you. I, I think just having these discussions, especially for a lot of men out there that have gone to war, that have gone to Iraq, that have gone to Afghanistan, that are first responders and second responders, that are police officers, that are firefighters, that are paramedics, uh, that are working in hospitals, that have seen horrific things in war or back here at home. And for whatever reason, we, we don't have that freedom really from other men to, to, to have those discussions. I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I've found that when you when you humble yourself, that people are great. Like when, when we when the radio show went away, I had times where I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to sell my house? Am I going to have to move in with my uh, family member or a friend? Am I going to run out of money? Am and I'm I, like, no, you can't move in with right, me. All, yeah. of these, uh, all of these anxieties. And when I just told people about it. Men, you mean, uh, we're, hang on, we're not talking, pe- now you're changing it to people. No, I'm, 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 so, talking, I, I'm talking about men. Yeah, I mean, I talked to you about that. I talked to my brother. Yeah. Um I talked there's I have probably four or five friends that yeah, I, I said I'm I'm anxious about this. Good. And I need to game plan and this is freaking me out. So yeah. ab- absolutely. Yeah. Like I but I I don't re- expect them necessarily to do that back. I think when you hear stories like this and you see those behaviors and you go, "Oh, I get angry quickly." I turn to the bottle a lot. Maybe I actually am in, have anxiety disorder, and I'm not just a jerk. No. Uh, and so I think that that's something that I'm hoping might click for some people, and they just go, I'm going to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, there are things you can do to help your anxiety, and then these other things, you don't get explosively angry when your food is cold or when someone cuts you off in traffic. You can uh, deal with it a little bit better. Yeah. Coming from a guy that gets angry when someone cuts me off. At yeah, and I and I bought you a backpack and I got you a tent and I just I showed you a place in the park where you were going to live. So I, yeah, thank you. That was we, nice. We figured that out. Anyway. That is fascinating, and that is true. And if you have some thoughts on that, reach out to us at ronanddon.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we come back. We're going to open up the mailbag. Speaking of the mailbag, Ron just got sent. Would you say this is a woman? Well, I guess it could be. A, it's it's unisex, isn't it? What was I, sent I associate to, what was, that product with women, though. What was sent to you in the mail? Uh, he just had, where was this sent to you from? From Korea. This was sent to Ron from Korea. And I think it might be tied to the hot candy. <laughs> Somehow. If you listened last week, you know what I'm talking about. I do why was Ron sent a woman's or a man's hair tie from Korea and nothing else? And maybe you've been sent one of these too. He had to jump online to figure it out. And he will tell you what he has figured out in our mail segment. It's the Ron and Don Show. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don are licensed real estate brokers with Windermere Midtown. Are you ready to buy or sell a home? Yeah, call my dad or his best friend, Ron. You should see them at an open house. They're hilarious. Mail. They get lots of mail. Ron and Don's got mail. First class, sixth class, open 
writing us down, giving us five stars. You can write us through the app, and you can lead a review, and that really helps us. It does. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, uh, rate the app or rate the, the show, and then also write a review on all the other services as well, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, even YouTube. It really helps. And then if you share that little up arrow thing, share it with somebody and say, hey, did you know these guys are uh, on the on the interwebs now? That would help us out a lot. Uh, George says, Ron and Don, they have so much heart that they bring to Seattle. We are thrilled to have you guys back. I hope you can do more than one podcast a week. And you know what? We're working on that right now. In fact, uh, we have folks that are reaching out to us that want to sponsor the podcast. And if that happens as we move forward here, uh, that would allow us to do maybe two or maybe three episodes a week. Because a lot of people have been asking uh, about that. Also, when you reach out to us, uh, make sure that you send us gifts. And one moment... Ron, you were just sent a gift. Is this a gift uh, that was sent to you in the mail from the Ron and Don Nation? No, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. What, so, it, what is this? I went out to my mailbox the other day, and I opened it up, and there's a little padded envelope. It's maybe three inches by square. Okay. And I'm like, okay, what did I order? Because I'll buy stuff on, on Amazon or yeah. whatever. I'll get packages. I'm sure people are, are like this as well. You get a couple packages here and there. And so I look at the envelope, and it's from it says Korea Post, K-Packet. And I'm like, what did I order from Korea? Well, you like a lot of K-pop stars. I could have could have been a K-pop uh, every CD. T- every time I walk in, there's some pay- K-pop music going on. Right and so there. it's from Yan Wen Hanful Ging Gingao Gu from Seoul. That sounds right. And I was like, okay, what did I order from Seoul? So I take it into the house. So the great thing about that is you're actually considering maybe I did order something. Maybe I did. Who knows? Seoul. Maybe it, it could have been. It could have been takeout. It could have been something. You could get takeout from anywhere now. Right. Right? Why not from Seoul, Korea? So I bring it into the house. I put, take out my pocket knife. I cut it open. I look inside, and there is a uh, what looks to be like a black O-ring. You know what's great is you got to Ron carries a pocket knife. I've never seen him use it, but I've always heard that you're supposed to carry one. Oh, I use it all the time. So I have started carrying one now. Do you use it? And No, and I'm wondering when I'm going to use it, but I'm like, I'm going to carry pocket How do you open your mail? Ron carries a pocket. What's that? You open your mail? Packages uh, of food? Most of my stuff just comes to me through uh, the internet now. If it comes to me in the mailbox, I'm typically just throwing so it away, when and, I, I'm not, and I'm not interested, when I open and I'm the not envelope, ordering anything from Soul Crew. When I opened the envelope, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, is this like maybe um, one of my tools, I'd ordered an O-ring. It looks like an O-ring. And I was like, okay, was I working on something that I needed? So that didn't ring any bell. So I pull it out. There's no packing slip. If you don't know There's what an o- 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 ring is. just like a rubber ring you might put on a, a seal. To or if seal. you're rebuilding an engine. Yeah, you gonna, Are you I'm rebuilding not, the engine in your brand new Toyota? I'm not, but that I thought maybe I had an O-ring for something. That nullify, that's what it looks like. That might nullify the uh, the 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 warranty. Right, on, so on I pull it out, yeah. and it's, a one of, it's one hair tie. Like this, the elastic... It's a black elastic hair tie. So every woman in America knows what this is. And you you know, wear it to the gym or whatever. And we haven't had ponytails since we were I used these, yeah. Years Back old. in my 20s, I yeah. had long hair because I was uh, in Seattle and trying to be a grunge guy. Bubba, you're, you're, these guys, are, we used to have You we, never really ponytail. rocked the ponytail, did oh, you? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, did you? I had the mullet and the, the ponytail. The mullet-ponytail combo. What'd you say? It's nice. 
Yeah, well, I'll find a picture for you. I had a mullet, it's amazing. I had a ponytail. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is the wrong piece of mail. So I, I, I go and I look at the address. It's my name. Mm. It's my address, United States of America. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So uh, as you do, I turn to the interwebs and I look this thing up. And evidently, I don't know if I'm part of a scam or if I'm just being used by a scammer. But what I found online is that uh, these companies... And mostly in Asia, that are trying to sell kind of a ubiquitous item, so something like a hair tie, and they're trying to sell it on eBay or on Amazon. They will send these out because it costs them six dollars to send this thing, uh, and it probably costs like two cents to make. They will send these out to people and then go on and somehow make a verified shipment review of the product okay. with the five-star review wow. uh, on one of these services, and they can verify that it was shipped. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that I was a customer. Yeah. It just means they verified the shipment, and there was one lady featured in the, in the article that gets a, a hair tie every day. Really? She has stacks of these hair ties. Same thing you got. So it's, a, it's in a different envelope. Hers was a white envelope, but an envelope almost just like this. She gets them every day, and then she was freaking her out, so she figured out it's basically a, a review scam. So they, so you can be a verified customer. Yes, yeah, so I'm a verified customer. They are review. So I'm, I don't know if next week I'm going to get more of these, mm. but um, if anyone needs one hair tie, I, I guess I'm your guy. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's very, very bizarre. I'd rather have takeout. I know. At least if you're so, going to send me something, send me something I could use. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Thanks for uh, checking in with the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we are licensed realtors. Uh, you can reach out to Ron. Ron at Windermere.com. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. And also find us on our Facebook pages. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. And in fact, uh, we're sending out videos every week. You can check in on us. We can check in on you. And uh, we love to hear from you. In fact, uh, this just came in. We got a five-star review on the Apple app. It says, these guys are the best radio hosts in the world. I love Ron and Don. And that came in from my mother right there. That's very nice of your so, mom. Isn't that Your great? mom's knows how, knows how to use the Apple podcast app. Really good for her. Anyway. Hey, Bubba, did we have a good uh, time today? Yeah, I'm a little dirty and I smell like poop after camping, I think, right? Yeah. I got to go home, take a shower. got to wash Charlie. got to wash my son. Got to scrub down the inside. That poop smell never gets out of the car, I don't think it does. No. And it, You're going to have to throw away that carrier. The good news is I just had my car detailed, fully detailed good on Thursday, you. and then we went camping on Friday. So Smart. I was really Smart. thinking ahead on this. And for everyone up in Snohomish County... I know there's 24 rules. I only broke six of those. And so I'm walking away with six misdemeanors that I imagine. Congratulations. They're probably going to show up so, in my mail. And now I have a pocket knife where I can open up the mail, read the misdemeanors. Before we get out of here, s'mores yeah. or no s'mores? Oh, we s'mored it up, didn't we? Yeah. Last night, check this out. Snow cones, because we knew the, the, the snow cone uh, uh, ice cream guy was coming by with every ice cream flavor. So we got in the snow world. cones. We, what else do we have? We had s'mores last night. What else do we have? We had rhubarb bars. Rhubarb bars. Lots of sugar. And then on our snow cones, because we forgot that we brought gumballs, we put the gumballs on the snow cone. And then at the end, when my son got done eating all this, he took a little bit of his snow cone and he threw it in the fire. And you know what he said to himself? He said, hey, I'm trying to watch my sugar. (laughs) the Rod and Don Show, only on the Rod and Don Radio Network. We hope you guys have a great week, y'all.
Ron and Don. <laughs> okay. You good? Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. 